tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Shauna podcast your daily download of x 92 nights x mornings with beckler and shauna brought to you by shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home it is monday august 21st 2023 i'm shauna beckler's away today um i can't believe it's august 21st already i have to I have to be honest with you i don't i don't like where did august go really like Luckily, the weather is still phenomenal, and I mean, we still have some some summer left. But yes, we're getting into the dredges of it. I've got to say, these are the dog days of summer, as they as they say. Beckler's back tomorrow. We had another fun show, though. It was good. I uh, feeling energized this morning for some reason, in a bit of a goofy mood, but that's good. You know, that's good. Just carry on through with it. It's because I played a good baseball game yesterday. I think. Yeah, you know, played baseball. I filled in for a friend's team. Always good when you can. When you can play well. It was one of the last games of the season as of course all the baseball the slow pitches wrapping up, but that was that was good. Feel good about that. Uh, on the show today we have one of the most Terry of the Month Terry nominees I have ever heard of in my life. Uh, seriously, it might be the pinnacle of Terry's of the Month, really. We'll get to that. Uh, we had another cool couple etymologies for you. I need your help coming up with a name with a new vehicle that I plan to buy in a bit, so we'll get to that. I actually learned a really cool story about a film that was being filmed out just west of here. It was, it's crazy, actually. Uh, nobody died, but it was uh, a bit scary, and this is a big feature film that I guess is going to be coming out in the next little bit here. So uh, we'll get to that. But first, your Out of Context clip of the show. Dwayne, the people's camp Johnson. <laughs> And Podcast. So for some reason, I was reading up about The Rock. Uh, I don't know why. And they were talking about how he was called the people's champ, how Muhammad Ali actually gave him permission, essentially, to call himself the people's champ. And I got thinking about that. And of course, the minute I heard people's champ, I thought of the people's court which uh, Beckler and I often make fun of because the People's Court introduction voice is one of the most outrageous voices you will ever hear. Like, just have a listen. This is the plaintiff, Josh Jorman. He says he watched the defendant's dog and even took him on walks. And now that cheap woman's trying to stiff him on his pay. Okay, like, every time I listen to that, it gets more ridiculous. Like, whoever that man is, I think every single time he does that voice, he's like, how do I make this even more insane than last time? This is the okay i'm not gonna do it just yet but then i got thinking and i was like you know if the the rock was known as the people's champ as was muhammad ali they should have had this guy introduce them into the ring in that ridiculous people's court voice you know what i mean like i think that that would have been great i'm not gonna lie this is partially just an excuse to do the people's court voice obviously but here we go this is the defendant dwayne the people's champ johnson who is seeking damages? Okay, hold on. I can do better. I can do <clears throat> even more so. This is the defendant, Dwayne, the People's Camp Johnson, who is seeking damages via fist to his opponents. <coughs> I actually, I was choking on my own voice there. Oh, that hurts a little bit, but that is fun to do. We've got a couple great Vancouver soft stories for you. Uh, if you're new to this radio program. 
basically Vancouver's news is just a little bit softer than it is here. The people there are a little bit soft and it's okay. It's because the weather there is a little bit milder so they can stand to be a bit softer but we sometimes like to make fun of them. Anyway, uh, these two are just doozies. So the first one, first of all, our music here. There we go. Okay. So this first article is regarding a bike lane protest. I swear there's more news stories about bike lanes in Vancouver than anything else, but hot button issue, those bike lanes. Uh, So this is an article about a bike lane expansion, and some people aren't happy about it. Of course, there's also lots of people who are very excited for this because it's Vancouver and they love their bikes. But the article is then accompanied by a picture of a Tesla protesting by knocking over some pylons, which... The whole idea of that. Of course, it's a Tesla. And what a protest, you know? Like, I'll show you. Let me knock over this pylon. Yes. Yeah, there there you go. And then the other story. um, This is unbelievably soft. So Darren from Facebook submitted this to us about a neighborhood in Vancouver who recently rejected a daycare. So I guess this is a daycare for eight children already in this neighborhood, and the woman running wants to expand it by eight more children. Now, the decision was unanimously rejected, and city council says the main reason for this rejection is because of complaints, of course, from the soft neighbors. Okay, very, very soft neighbors. So the article then goes on to say... These objections mostly focus on parking, but also touch on the noise of children playing and the effects on the neighborhood's, quote, unique charm, character, and vitality. No. Vancouver is complaining about the sound of children playing, and that's why they don't want this. This is a quote, okay? Carol Nest told the Board of Variants meeting about the noise made by the eight children currently enrolled there. When the kids are outside between 11 and 12 and between 4 and 5, I could not have my window open, says Carol. I couldn't help but just put on a Carol voice there. She then goes on to say, I can't escape the noise currently, so if they were to expand this daycare, we would have no peace. Carol... You are peak Vancouver soft. This is the most ridiculous argument. Forget calling people Karens. Carol has now taken the new role of peak complainer. Carol, these children are playing. Carol hates joy, everyone. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Got a couple for you today. Uh, First off, the word chap. I know we don't use that that often anymore, but I was like, where did chap come from? Like, you old chap. Uh, So this comes from the old word chapman, which meant a merchant or a trader. So even older was the word seepman, and this came from the ancient word seep, meaning to sell. So a chapman is just a merchant or a trader. Here's what I was thinking, though. Chap is only used when referring to men, but why? Because women can be merchants, right, as well, so why wouldn't... Women also be chaps. Um, I guess they did try to make a kind of gendered term to refer to women in Britain way back when. Uh, so they tried to make chapettes a thing for female merchants. So then we would have had chaps and chapettes, but it just never really stuck. I kind of like that, though. I'm going to start calling myself a chapette. And then I got thinking, okay, so where does the word guy come from? So the term guy actually comes from Guy Fox, the famous Guy Fox from the gunpowder plot back in the 1600s. And I mean, you can read more into that if you're not familiar. But after the gunpowder plot, Guy Fox Day became a thing and people would actually burn effigies of Guy Fox. But these effigies were called 
guys. So the Oxford Dictionary actually shows the first definition of a guy as an effigy of Guy Fox, traditionally burnt on the evening of November 5th for Guy Fox Day. And I guess these effigies were pretty gross looking and they wore raggedy clothing. So this then became a term to describe somebody who was, well, kind of grotesque looking themselves or dressed badly, that kind of thing. So guy used to be a negative term. And then from there just became a general term to describe a man. And now, of course, it's kind of men or women, really. We just say guys. Hey, guys. But imagine being that famous. Like, guy is one of the most common words in the English language, and it's named after you. That is most impressive. We've talked about other words that are named after people, like the word boycott was named after Captain Boycott, who actually, well, he initiated what they call the first boycott. It was he was trying to get better rent for uh, the Irish in Ireland, but that's where boycott comes from. But imagine a word as common as guy being named after you. Damn. Guy Fox, that's impressive. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So this is quite possibly the best Terry of the Month nominee we've had in a very long time. Uh, there's this video that I got sent to me from front of the show, Paul. And, uh, well, it's this dad who recorded his son making baby noises for one full year. And then he put all the noises together with the right notes matching up so that it sounds like his baby is singing or at least making noises to Thunderstruck by ACDC. Only a true Terry would do this. And that is one of the most devoted Terrys I've seen in a long time. One full year of baby noises. He then records them all. He lines them all up so that they match the tune of Thunderstruck by ACDC. And then he put it all together for all of us to enjoy. So you just get ready for this, okay? This is something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. That is just... Terry, I don't know what you're doing with your time, okay? But that was unbelievable. Un- that is unbelievable. Like, geez, Louise. Also, I-, I have a feeling, a small inkling that Terry might be unemployed at the time because that that is a lot of work, okay? That's a lot of work. Coming from somebody who has to do this type of thing for work the odd time, that's good, Terry. I feel like Terry may have had a few too many Bud Lights one night and then got into the lair and started up this masterpiece. I love it. God bless you, Terry. Terry, the month nominee. It's been a while. Maybe one of the best ones so far. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. The Beckler and I get really excited when we hear a really good wheeze laugh because it's infectious. You can't help but laugh when you hear a really good wheeze. And because of that, we've now been getting submissions for all of these really great laughs. So I appreciate the hell out of this. Thank you for all of these submissions. Uh, This one's from Tamara. Tamara sent me this wheeze laugh. And I don't even know what's going on in this video. I think they're trying to do some sort of competition where they're chugging Coke or something. And there's just a girl in the background and her laugh. Just listen to it. It's kind of faint. It sounds a bit like a kettle. (laughs) What is she doing? What are you doing? (laughs) We don't see this. Oh, it sounds like a kettle going off. I love it. So thank you for that one. Uh, there's also this lady. Um, I guess there's this trick where you can take a straw and put it in your armpit and then it makes a farting noise. 
uh, which I'm definitely going to try when I get home. But her laugh when she's trying this is hilarious as well. Just pop her on in. Let's see. at the end i can't i can't like when you can't talk you're wheezing so much i just i can't stop laughing oh that's just phenomenal again really stupid i know but what a way to kick off a friday just with a good wheeze laugh the beckler and shauna podcast okay this is pretty cool uh, a friend of mine works on movie sets and uh, he was talking about a movie that he filmed uh, i believe it was last winter near nakiska And he signed an nda about this film so he couldn't tell me what it was called but he says it was a major motion picture so I'm pretty damn excited to find out what this was. But this is insane because I guess when they were filming, they actually set off an avalanche. Not accidentally, though, but intentionally. So I guess part of the film plot was an avalanche. And for the filming, they intentionally set off an actual avalanche so that they, they could get the real footage of this. Which, when you think about like, how much money... Did it cost this film to get the permissions needed and the explosives and the crew and everything you need for that to safely set off an intentional avalanche just for the film? Like, that would be an unbelievably expensive thing to do, would it not? I didn't even know that was possible. I had no idea that you could actually pay to set off an intentional avalanche for your filming. Uh, Here's the craziest thing, though. The crew who set off the avalanche actually misjudged and it didn't go where it was supposed to. So I guess the film crew had all their cameras set up and they were ready to shoot this avalanche and the avalanche crew explained that it would be set off and the snow would go in a certain direction so they set up the cameras accordingly and then they miscalculated and instead this avalanche wound up heading straight for the camera crew. So it actually buried some of the cameras apparently. I guess they lost around $300,000 in camera equipment that day. Also, he was saying that the cameras are still out there because they couldn't dig them out. So also, I was like, where was this filmed again? Because there are some very expensive movie equipment just hanging out in the mountains somewhere. Maybe we'll have to look into that as well. Uh, But my friend, he showed me this video of this avalanche getting set off, which I'm actually going to try and get from him so I can post it for you. But in this video, it's all the crew members, and they're all ready to film. And then you see them all basically running for cover because the snow was headed straight for them. And then there was... There was one dude who who jumped into the porta potty to try and get away from the snow, which I mean, on the one hand, I was like, maybe that's a smart idea, because if the porta potty gets wiped out, maybe it would stay on top of the snow. But on the other hand, if it did get buried, like what a way to go covered in stranger poops, you know? Yeah, she was she was feasified when we found her face full of feces. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So after we talked about that, a uh, friend of the show, Mitch, was saying that Revenant also set off an avalanche for that filming, which I didn't realize. I always wonder. I'm like, are these all then avalanches that are set off? Again, how much must that cost? Like, I know that Parks Canada obviously sets avalanches off intentionally all the time because they need to. It's a safety thing, right? They do it in Rogers Pass a ton. Um, I've actually seen a couple of inbounds avalanches myself when skiing before, which is always uh, a bit terrifying. You don't want those to be anywhere near you because they're extremely dangerous. But to set off an avalanche, to cause that type of destruction just for a film, like, that seems excessive, doesn't it? 
I am going to get that footage for you, though. I'll let you know once I do, and then if you want it, uh, you can request it from me because it's unbelievable to see this insane avalanche. And then you you actually see the dude go into the porta potty as well, which is hilarious. Again, I'm not where I would probably want to spend my last couple of, couple of minutes if it did get worse than it did. Also, are you actually interested in ordering a search party to find some of that equipment? Because it would be pretty sweet. Just throwing it out there. You know where it would be the best place to protect yourself from an avalanche? In a Shane Holmes home, you probably wouldn't even hear it coming because, of course, it has unbelievable soundproofing. Uh, you also have all kinds of options to customize your own home as well. Super affordable. Uh, and it, again, that's the way that you can make the home the perfect house that you truly want. All the details are at ShaneHolmes.com for you. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend was telling me about this group she's a part of, and they all have sweet retrofitted vans. And I guess the group, they call themselves the Vandits. So my one friend, the, the van name is Vanimal, and uh, I guess they, they host this party, kind of like a, a van festival of some sort in Montana, and they call it Montvana. And there are just so many puns. I have found this about van people, though. They love a good pun name, especially when it comes to their van name. And I got thinking about this, and I was like, I would like to have one down the way as well. I would love to have an old VW van that I can tour around in someday. So I was like, what would I name my van? So I came up with some names for your approval, if I could. Uh, the first couple I thought off off the bat were Vanna White, okay, or Vincent Van Gogh. But go, of course, spelled G-O, Van Gogh. But then I got thinking, and I was like, those are kind of too obvious. Van is already in the name. That's not really doing anything. So then I got a little deeper, and I thought, what about Vandalina Jolie? There's also Nelson Vandela. Or if you wanted a bit of a deeper reference, something to really think about, you could just call your van Millie. Get it? Because Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if you wanted to go with the wagon theme, I thought of Puff the Magic Wagon or Wagon Ball Z. Kind of exciting sounding, you know, Wagon Ball Z. Ooh, what's in there? Uh, then there's this one, okay? Maybe my favorite so far. Jennifer Vaniston. And this is for the van that never ages because, of course, Jennifer herself doesn't age. So, I mean, that works on a few levels for a retrofitted van, right? Jennifer Vaniston. Maybe that's my top contender right now. Or if it's an activist van, I do like Nelson Vandela as well. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So a snow groomer is that big machine that smooths out ski slopes. And I'm sure most people know this, but just in case, I wanted to let you know. So they're basically like a big tank with a shovel at the front and a cutter or roller at the back. And uh, they're also used to build half pipes for snowboarding and that kind of thing. Uh, so they come out at night on ski hills and they make sure things are all smooth and beautiful for us when we arrive. But here's the thing. So they weigh between 15 to 20,000 pounds. They can probably weigh even more than that. But they don't sink in the snow because the weight is so perfectly spread that I found out a groomer actually exerts less pressure on the snow than a single person does. How nuts is that? So this thing weighs 14,000 pounds. But if you were to put it and just a single person on ice, the 14,000 pound groomer would exert less pressure on the ice than a person just standing there. Holy crap, that's crazy. Also, I learned that uh, in the UK, they call snow groomers peace bashers, which is pretty funny to me. It's a peace basher. 
It's also a great word for your man bits. So I'm adding that one to the dictionary for sure. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was playing baseball yesterday and I was feeling a little groggy, a little hungover perhaps. So I went to 7-Eleven on the way there and I, I grabbed a Gatorade and some Advil. And as I'm waiting in line, I look and the two guys in front of me also had Gatorade. And I was like, I wonder if Gatorade sales go up dramatically on Sundays. I bet you they do. It would be hilarious to see because guaranteed, like everybody's going and grabbing whatever, Powerade, Gatorade, all that stuff. In fact, I was thinking like convenience stores should just have a hangover Sunday section full of Gatorades and all the electrolytes, drinks and and coffees and five hour energy or other energy drinks and probably some Advil, maybe some greasy food options and junk food as well. Maybe some some gas X for those bad bums. I actually thought of this before, of registering a store on Skip the Dishes or Uber Eats or whatever, just called the Hangover Survival Store. And I'd only work on Sundays, and I would just come and I would deliver you your Hangover Survival Supplies. That's all I would do. Actually, I was out for a bike ride yesterday, and there were some kids with this lemonade stand set up. And I was like, no, children, you're doing this all wrong. Don't sell lemonade at that stand. Sell Gatorades, okay? You'd make an absolute killing. Maybe I should do that, actually. Make my own little lemonade stand set up and sit my ass outside a Blackfoot Diner on a Sunday or Diner Deluxe. There's always lineups outside of those places, too. So as people are milling about and hungover, I'd be like, here's your Gatorade. You're welcome. $7. Okay? Let's do fair pricing. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've got some submissions for Fortune 500 businesses here. And these are, of course, local businesses with great puns in their names. Uh, so the first one from friend of the show, Chris, he says, have you done Busy Beaver Construction yet? Now, this one might be more of an honorable mention because the pun is actually in their tagline. So it's Busy Beaver Construction. We do damn good work. Damn Spelled, of course, as in Beaver Dam. Get it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the first one. Uh, This is funny, though, because I was looking into that business a little bit further, and I discovered that there are a whole schwack of deck businesses in this city, all with puns in their names, that we haven't even touched on. This is a completely untapped market. The deck business is just prime for puns. So first off, there's Hickory Dickory Decks. Get it? Instead of... Hickory Dickory Dock, Hickory Dickory Decks, all right? There's also Reliabilt Fence and Deck, you know, instead of Reliable, Reliabilt, because you're building, yep. Uh, Decorative Designs, of course, spelled D-E-C-K, Decorative Designs. And then there's just the simple All Decked Out, which I'm a big fan of. Sometimes those simpler ones are the best. All Decked Out. Makes perfect sense. Um, I'm shocked, actually, nobody started a deck business yet called Big Deck Energy, especially as the whole like big blank energy has become such a meme. That's one that's free if anybody wants it. Big deck energy. But holy moly, that is five deck businesses right here in Calgary, all with great pun business names. So there you go. All added to the Fortune 500 list for sure. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My sister was telling me that she has to go back to school shopping. I know I'm sorry. I'm bringing up back to school. It's not time yet, but... She said she's absolutely dreading it this year because the list of the things the kids need is just excessive. And it's funny, I used to love this time of year because my mom would take me shopping for new back-to-school clothing. 
And it always sucked, though, because uh, she wouldn't let me wear the new clothing until school started. But that's also kind of a great way to get kids looking forward to back to school, I suppose. Even if, you know, you're not that excited for school itself, you then at least can be excited for this brand new outfit that you get to show off. It's always the outfits and the tans. I'd always buy white. I was like, oh, look at this. My tan, my nice white outfit now. Um, But my sister does not see this as fun. She's stressing about the whole thing. And then I was like, well, actually... I think Beckler and I made back-to-school shopping sexy a while back. So I dug into our archives, and we did. So I figured, you know, for my sister and for everybody, as we're all gearing up for the mad dash to the malls of back-to-school and everything else, maybe this will help. We're making back-to-school shopping sexy. sexy. Ooh. Binder. I hardly know her. (laughs) I also had folder. I hardly know her. There's a few of the errs, and I consider it as well. Protractor, yeah, sure. I hardly know her. Calculator, I hardly know her. Stapler, I hardly know her. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Give me some of that duo tang, girl. Mm. Scissors. That's it. <laughs> Just scissors. I'll give you the D ring, and you can have an O ring. Binder. It needs to be at least six inches. Twelve is better. Your ruler, that is your (laughs) your ruler. Three hole punch. Kinky. You can do what you want without one. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. This, you could drink this anywhere and nobody would know that you're drinking something boozy. Mariah, they said it was cursed. And that's bad. What? But it's blue raspberry, what so do you mean that's it's cursed? good. It smells like an icy. And then they said it, it comes in a box, so it could be torn apart easily. And I said that's bad, but it's recyclable, so that's good. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.